Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Relatable Real Estate Podcast. We are two young realtors who talk everything real estate while keeping it at a relatable level. Today is a very special episode. As you can see, we are celebrating the Halloween episode. I'm just <laughs> kidding. This is the Christmas episode. Daniel, what are we talking about today? Dude, we're talking about Christmas. We're talking about good things. We're talking about contracts. Yes. You know, a lot of people are going to take us very seriously because we're dressed very professionally today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's for a good reason. It's almost Christmas time. Yeah, exactly. And you know, for <laughs> I know firsthand a few people we've been talking with, uh, they've said that purchasing is one of their New Year's resolutions. Right. Um, so we kind of just wanted to break down contracts a little bit more detail um, on the buying side and what to expect. Yeah, I think it's very important for us to talk about contracts because, first of all, not a lot of people talk about them before mm-hmm. you know you're about to write an offer. Exactly. And uh, you know, it's a it's a really big part of real estate. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think the the biggest thing that we can say is just, uh, you know, why we need them. Um, And I think it all kind of starts off with disclosure. Um, It's very important to disclose things in obviously, you know, transactions here because there's a lot to know. um, And there's also liability that goes with it as well. 100%. And, you know, not like Christmas that you like surprise gifts and all that. (laughs) You definitely don't want to have a surprise in the contract, right? So. You don't want to go into buying a place, right? And then finding out later that you signed something that you had no idea uh, what you're signing, right? So I think, again, real estate is such a complex thing and it's mm-hmm. such a big purchase, mm-hmm. right? Uh, that you need to be aware of everything or at least the majority of things that you can know, right? And that's why we're, I think we're, it's, it's, it's good that we're doing this episode to kind of uh, shine uh, a little bit of light um, in the contracts. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like you said, like we, we've often seen it where, um, it's usually held for some people very last minute. Like we've had (laughs) some experiences with people that have bought in the past and they said like, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm thankful we can talk about it now because last time was like, you know, you find your house, you're ready to go. You may have to submit an offer, uh, you know, the next day. And then you're panicking because you know, nothing, uh, of what to come. Right. So even for us, we really, really try and focus on the contracts and letting people know beforehand because, like you said it, uh, you don't want any, un, uh, or I guess expensive surprises. Right, <laughs> especially because you have so much liability too, right? I think yeah. something important to say is, you know, once you're in the contract, it's not something that, that you know, you can usually uh, easily back out of. Yeah. So, you know, I think a lot of people have to understand that, you know, these contracts, especially like a, a purchase contract or any of these really, because there's quite a few, uh, they're very important. They're very, um, you know, um, it's it's hard to get out of them, right? Yeah. So I think for buyers, I mean, we have a few there uh, mm-hmm. that we're going to be talking about. And uh, the first one that we like to talk about and something that, you know, when we're taking the real estate course, they talk about it all the time is the buyer's exclusivity uh, agreement. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it essentially just means that you, uh, you know, you as a buyer and your buyer's agent are locked into the contract. Um, where it basically means that you cannot leave them and, and work with someone else. And obviously, as a buyer, um, we're going to have full um, loyalty to you anyways. But same thing, it, it basically just means that, you know, if you're to walk away, you'd have to pay us a fee. Right. Um, which is something that you and I can openly say we don't agree with. Right. Um, there's some realtors that may be listening that completely disagree with us yeah. um, for the very reason of, you know, you can get burned as, right. a, as a buyer's agent. But for us, we... Uh, you know, honestly believe and we try and, you know, scope through some of the, the clients that we have is that if I'm going to be giving you full loyalty, you expect it in the back or you expect that back. Right. right. And, you know, sometimes you can kind of get, get the glimpse that you're not, you know, getting that in return. And that's where you may have to end a relationship. Right. Yeah. And I think it's interesting, too, because when we take the real estate course, that's something that they reinforce so much mm-hmm. that right when you meet someone, 
right? You should be having this conversation already about getting to this contract yep. so you can, you know, um, kind of secure your payment eventually, right? If, uh, yep. if the purchase doesn't complete or if the buyer works with another agent and completes a purchase, right? That's kind of what protects us as mm -hmm. agents. But there's not much of a benefit to the buyer itself, I feel, no. right? Because let's say you start working with an agent and everything's great at first. And then, you know, let's say, uh, you know, you don't like the agent after or if you find something that's sketchy, yeah. uh, you're kind of stuck there. Uh, yeah. You know, of course, you can ask to be released out of the contract, mm -hmm. but, you know, it's it's a little bit more serious than that. Right. I mean, yeah. if you can get kind of stuck in a position that you don't want to be. So like Kate said, I think for us, I think the most important thing is trust. Mm -hmm. And uh, we want to make sure that we're not locking anyone into a contract yeah. if they don't trust us, right? I think it's uh, it's very important that, you know, that mutual trust exists. Yeah, exactly. I think from our end too, like that just, it it, it makes, it forces you as a buyer's agent to go above and beyond. Right, exactly. You know, there's exactly. what, 14,000 of us in BC? 15,000. 15,000, yeah, 15,000 yeah. realtors. So you need to be the person to stand out. And like, right. why, why? You can't expect someone to work with you just because you're in a contract. Like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, Daniel, it's nice to meet you. Let's sign this contract. You can only work with me. Like, you have <laughs> yeah. to build trust. You have to show value. And if you're not exactly. getting that as a buyer, why would you agree to that at all? Right. And it's it's interesting, right? Because many times we have talked to, you know, um, some leads mm -hmm. and, you know, they've had previous experience with other realtors mm -hmm. and they're not very satisfied. Right. So, yeah. you know, it's it's not something that's uncommon that people not regret it but don't have the best experience yeah so by having the ability to kind of you know explore other options right yeah. see where they can find the best service mm -hmm. i think that's probably the best case scenario for for our clients right and yeah. we of course we we're working in the best interest of them yeah. and i'm sure the best interest uh, for them is to find the best realtor out there yeah mm -hmm. for sure um i guess there's some other contracts i mean they have the dort if you want to talk about the Dort, i know you've probably signed hundreds of them yeah so uh it's interesting too that's something else that they talk about in the real estate course yeah. right uh the Dort pretty much is just a disclosure of representation mm -hmm. so it's like a it's not even a document that you know it's enforceable or anything like that like it literally uh, says at it's the not bottom, a contract yeah, right? this is not a contract yeah. exactly but it's something that just to tell people you know that we owe them um some duties right mm -hmm. some pretty much uh, you know we, we we need to be loyal to them mm -hmm. we need to kind of uh, protect their privacy and act in the best interest of uh, for them mm -hmm. so it's like an interesting little um, document it's not mm -hmm. really a contract yeah. but it's 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 interesting right it's something we just have to disclose right i mean right. again too one of the the things there is is confidentiality right um, and they literally tell us in school like you take it to the grave so if yeah. we know a little secret about you like we can even if i leave real estate tomorrow I, I like everything i've ever worked with all my past clients i can never disclose that and i never would so right. basically just shows are you going to be represented by me yes or no and then it shows what i've owed and then if you're not with me what i don't owe you Right. Um, and again, it's not a contract, which is something we have to disclose. But like you said, in school, they basically <laughs> want it to be like you meet someone at an open house. <laughs> like, Daniel, it's so nice to meet you. Before we talk further, I need you to sign this. Like, it's just it's obnoxious. Right. But again, it's it's there for a reason, because, uh, you know, it's, it's important that we have to disclose to the public. Yeah, I think it's important. It's an important document. But yeah. again, it's just setting the reality. Right. I think mm. in the course, they, they try to be as careful as they can. Uh, with uh, you know both the agents and also uh, the clients right they want to protect yeah. kind of, of both course. sides yeah but yeah it's a little bit unrealistic right like if you if you ever been into an open house or anywhere really real estate related and you talk to a realtor or anything like that 
no one has probably presented to you like a document before i talk to you you have to initial yeah. this <laughs> and that's, what they, that's what the board wants you to do exactly so it's but, interesting yeah but again like pretty much expect that that's typically the first contract or first document you'll see yeah um if you begin a relationship as a buyer with a buyer's agent so. right and then I think the other one that goes hand in hand with that one is the privacy notice and consent, mm -hmm. right? Do you, if you want to touch on that one, that I'll be I'll be honest with you. There's a it's a lot to, to yes. break down in simpler terms, but I think just the the easiest way to explain it is basically just shows that how we use private information. Yeah. Um. Because again, like you look at something like the MLS. Um, you know, for us, we have something called Paragon. So we can look at past listings. Like as an owner, your name will be there. Yeah. Um, if you're, you know, selling and they have a title, like the title will be there, which will include your name, obviously your address, your home. Occupation. Uh, uh, yeah, occupation. So basically just shows what we do with your information. And there are a few things that you can um, opt out from. Like you can opt out from surveys in the future. Um, yeah. You know, if you're a seller, you can, I think one of the options is to opt out from a for sale sign. Well, you can you can opt out of other agents contacting yeah, you, right? So like when when that happens, it just shows on our system like privacy protected. Yeah. So it doesn't show like the name of the seller. Yeah. Right? So, so so say they couldn't sell their house, yeah. we, we couldn't door knock their house afterwards, right. um, and be like, hey, do you want to listen to us <laughs> instead? But uh, exactly. Yeah, it's 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 an interesting form. I mean, uh, like you said, it's it's there's a lot of text mm -hmm. in it. So there's a lot of ways how, um, you know, a lot of things that it talks about. Yeah. But yeah, again, it's just the main one is like obtaining consent yeah. for you to, you know, uh, receive documents from them. Right. Yeah. So like when we're writing an offer, for example, which we'll talk about in a little bit, yeah. uh, you know, you need to collect their IDs. Right. You mm -hmm. need to collect some personal information for like a fin track. Yeah. Right. Which is another document that you as a client don't need to worry about, but us realtors need to fill. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's just kind of obtaining that consent to, to receive those documents and, uh, you know, just letting them know that it's going to be shared, for example, with the real estate board when they're, they're uh, uh, what's the name? When, <laughs> when they're, uh, how can I say? Completing that transaction. Okay. Right? <laughs> so it's shared with the real estate board when, you're complete, when they're completing that transaction. Yeah. So yeah, it's just kind of uh, you know a form to to kind of make sure that you're safe and you're understanding how your information is being shared with uh, all the other parties. Absolutely, um, and I guess another one here before we get into the big bad boy um, would just be like recommended subjects. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's important to note because you know as some of you may be aware, last year there's pretty much subject free offers that's all you could send. Yeah, um, and we basically have a document where we need to show like what. I, I don't know what the proper way to say it. like what subjects we recommend as realtors right. um, which is like home inspection insurance financing and and uh, strata documents strata documents yeah so basically just shows uh, what we recommend you should have in the contract at the very least right but again to make your con or your you know uh, offer a little more attractive sometimes you had to wipe that out and you'd have to sign that you acknowledge that you're not using that yeah I think that document actually wasn't required until like almost uh, at the end of the, the big rush, right? It was yeah. the, the name of the document is uh, recommended condition, buyer's acknowledgement of recommended conditions. conditions. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so like you said, I mean, it kind of outlines like the main subjects, right? Mm -hmm. So like the financing inspection, uh, and what was it? Start of documents and insurance, yeah, right? Insurance, yeah. So yeah, I think those are the main ones. Uh, if we want to, we can kind of go over like each one of them kind of just quickly so people understand what they are. Yeah, uh, I think maybe to just to, to give a little bit of background just before uh, we kind of go over them. 
subjects in the mm -hmm. contract are pretty much conditions that have to be met mm -hmm. in order f uh, for you to kind of proceed with the contract, right? Yes. And you know, if they're not met, then you can just not remove those subjects and then the offer wouldn't go firm. Yeah. Right. So maybe, maybe we can kind of touch on like financing, for example. Yeah, sure. So I mean, for, for financing, uh, that's obviously, I'd say probably one of the, if not the most common subject right. that we see in a contract, which basically just says, uh, you know, say, Daniel, you have subjects for a week. One of the subjects you have is for financing. So that means you have a week in order to talk with a mortgage broker and get pre-approved. So you'd send them that accepted offer that you have. You'd say, this is the mortgage amount that I have. And they could give you a pre-qualification right. for financing to ensure that you will have uh, the money when you need it. Right. And it's interesting, too, because, you know, depending on the wording that some realtors use, mm -hmm. it, it can be a little bit different, right? Like we like to, to use, for example, uh, satisfactory financing, yep. because sometimes, especially now, right, a lot of people are, um, they maybe had a, an approval before, mm -hmm. and because the interest rates are changing so often, right, yep. uh, they might be stuck in, 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 like, let's say they got an offer accepted, there was an announcement, they didn't secure the rate, and it's yep. not satisfactory for them right oh if they're so living like well within their means right right like if, exactly. if it's, it's something that they can't afford we like we've, we've said this before we never want someone to be house poor exactly you want every dollar that you have just to go to live in your home like you want to be able to have that lifestyle uh, right. around it right so right. that's where that word kind of comes in yeah i think it's it's a really important subject right yeah. a lot of people uh want to make sure that they have a secured financing i think that's really important because Let's say, you know, you have $100,000 for a deposit, mm -hmm. right? And you're, you're depending on a mortgage. And then let's say, I don't know, the building is flagged or something and mm -hmm. you went subject free. And, you know, for some reason you're not getting, um, uh, you know, more or um, uh, qualified for a mortgage. Yep. Then you're going to have to come up with the difference. It's a huge mess. It's just, yep. you know, maybe go to private lenders. Uh, so, you know, it's a really important subject. Yeah. And again, this is where we always say, like, you know, with a, a broker, they're essentially the backbone of any deal. Right. right. Like, unless you're buying with cash, which, again, we don't often see people of five, six hundred thousand dollars in cash. <laughs> yeah. um, but being able to have that broker there and make sure that they can insure. Like, again, uh, we had Chris on here. What we really like with him is he'll give you an actual like written pre-approval that right. he signed off. Um, he's sometime in the past have, have even called listing agents and say, Hey, I'm their mortgage broker. Yes, they're good for financing. Right. I work with a couple brokers in the past that refuse to do anything like that. Right. They don't want the liability. And for me, that's a red flag. Oh, a hundred percent. Like if you're not confident in your work enough to have your name written beside it to like protect your ass, I don't want to work. With you. Like <laughs> yeah. I want somebody that's very confident and can physically show you the numbers or even show you the lender that they have the written approval with. Yeah. Um, before I do any any type of you know future business with you, hundred percent. I think another one too, another subject that's pretty important. I think those are probably the two main ones. I would say, mm -hmm. of course, there's all the, all the all the subjects are important, but yeah, uh, the other one is inspection, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I think inspection. You know, it's very interesting, especially with older properties, because. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, guys, we just have some people here in the office. But yeah. uh, I think inspection is also very important because, uh, you know, a lot of the older properties have some, you know, problems within the building or within the units that, you know, you can barely see if you're not a trained professional, right? Yeah. So, you know, by having a professional inspector go there and analyze all the little details, right? They know exactly where to look and what to look for. And they have, you know, special tools. Yep. Uh, you know, you can find a lot of problems and save you a lot of money in case, you know, the property's not livable or there's a big issue that you can't see, right? Yeah, I, I know a big, uh, a big inspection company that we've, you know, worked with in the past quite a bit. Um, they have like a full digital report at the end right. that they give as well. And they basically have like, 
I think it's like orange, yellow, or green or something. You basically just have like these yeah. tiers of colors that say like, okay, if this is red, it needs to be replaced immediately. If this is orange, yeah, maybe it needs to be replaced the next year. And then if it's green or blue, whatever color, then it's it's good to go, right? Right. Um, and just having that, you know, expert come in and look at everything because um, they have seriously saved some deals in the past. Oh, yeah. Um, as well as they have uh, insurance for themselves. So say they, right. they miss something, you know, again, it's, it's never happened, but it could always... Uh, like they guarantee their work, right? Exactly. And you, like we said in the past, you want to know someone that's confident enough in their work to sign off on it. Right. Because um, that's where we get the trust from, right? I really love those reports. I think they're oh, so useful. They're great. And they're very visual, right? Yep. So let's say, you know, it's something that's simple, something that's super easy to fix. Mm -hmm. Then, you know, they put it in a light blue, I think, or, or just yeah. blue, right? And then, uh, and those are, you know, good things to know because, you know, if you, if you want to kind of fix your place entirely, you can. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's usually, you know, some caulking or something that's like super easy to fix and super cheap, uh, but it's important to know. And then uh, I think yellow, it's kind of like you can, it, 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 like it could be expensive or, you know, it's it's not that big of a deal. And then like red is like, yeah, you should a, be very aware of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. And, and how it kind of works as written as a subject is we typically have a monetary value next to it. So it's like, um, I, I don't, I'm not going to even attempt the, the wording. I don't want to butcher it, but basically just means like if the inspection report comes back and the inspector finds that there's more than like 500 or a thousand dollars, um, exceeding in damages, then the, the buyer has the right to, uh, not remove subjects for that. Right. So again, that's why it's important to have someone in that, you know, you're confident enough will tell you, cause again, the inspection company that we've worked with people in the past, they also have a sister company that does like handyman work right. um, where they can, you know, literally tell you a quote and be like, yeah, that'll cost you 1200 bucks. Right. So. I think something too, I just thought about this actually. So this is improvising here. Okay. Uh, something that's good about inspections too, an inspection uh, subject is that if they do find something that's a little bit more expensive to fix, you can also go back to the agent before you remove subjects and say, Hey, we found this. Can we negotiate down the price? Right. Dude, so, genius. so yeah, I, that I, I just don't know. happened for me. I, it I, did. I, right. Dude, I we had an inspector come in for a property in Surrey and uh, the hot water tank was like leaking badly. But right. again, it was leaking from a spot that we couldn't even see from our uh, walkthroughs that we had. And we were able to get fifteen hundred dollars off the purchase price. Well, there you go. So yeah. So again, that it, I think I want to say it cost them four hundred fifty bucks to get it done. Yeah. And then that already that was an investment and saved them, you know, over a thousand bucks. Exactly. So get an inspection, especially now in this market. I think, you know, all of the that subjects we that we're talking about it. Right. Uh, you can put them there. So, yeah. So the other recommended subject would be strata documents. Um, you know, for us, it's that's a really big one because there's a lot of documents to be there. Right. Um, I think that could be a complete, you know, different episode of just breaking right. everything down. Uh, but there's definitely some main ones that we want to see. Right. Um, is there anything that you, you know, really like to highlight when you get the package of documents? Right. I think, uh, you know, the depreciation report mm -hmm. that basically says, you know, what are the upcoming projects, right, in the building, what mm -hmm. needs to be fixed. And it's cool because it gives you kind of an estimate of what year you should expect that. Yeah. So, you know, if there's anything coming up, uh, you know, the near future, then of course we want to let our clients know how to budget that money. Right. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, a lot of these times you have to come up with the entire amount of the levy. Mm -hmm. uh, if like your, your fund is not uh, all there, but again, like Kate said, I mean, you could do like a whole episode about it. And yeah. I think uh, the other one is like strata minutes, mm -hmm. right? Um, the insurance and, and all that, right? Yeah. And one of my favorite things to look at too is like bylaws. Right. Um, because, you know, as some people know who already live in one, like strata is essentially their own little government. Right. Um, sometimes there's some nasty strata, we'll be honest. But again, that's something we can look at beforehand. Yeah. Um, but with some pretty strict rules, um, you know, as a little example here, like uh, 
for people that smoke marijuana, uh, <laughs> it's really tough to find yeah. properties that allow that. And I had a client that uh, was very, very into, uh, you know, smoking, whatever. So basically asked me if I could find a strata that was open <laughs> to that. And I did. Right. Um, and it was a oh, very, really? Yeah, it was a marijuana friendly building. So he's able to smoke weed on his balcony and uh, super <laughs> happy. Right. But it was not easy to find that. But again, something as little as that, right? Like, right. You know, pets is a big pets. one, too. Yeah. Um, pets, even kids. Um, right. Again, David Eby, new premier, just passed a big, big law um, or bill, I should say, that got rid of rental restrictions, you know, yeah. up to 55 plus. Yeah. Um, so just there's so many different variables and that's what we're trying to say. Right. So, yeah. again, everyone has a different situation. But for definitely strata documents, there's a lot of things we want to see. Um, sometimes they're not even given to us. And then that's where we can do yeah. further investigating. Yeah. Most of the times, you know, the listing agent won't tell us things. Yeah. So that's that's pretty much I would say that's probably the most important part of our job is 100%. to read the strata documents. Yeah. It saves if, a lot of people from problems. Exactly. If you're buying to a strata, yeah, there's a lot to know. And we even we've talked to some people that they said their agent basically just gave them the documents and say, good luck. Right. Um, there's even wow. some, you know, third party uh, like AI websites that right. basically will like debrief everything but essentially just does f9 or command nine or <laughs> yeah. whatever yeah. um and and try and find all the uh big scary words but there's so much more than that yeah like i mean you have to have the experience and like the knowledge to know what they're talking about and what right? to look for yeah exactly yeah because yeah. otherwise it's just hundreds of pages yeah of, of uh nonsense. you know sense of nonsense right or random things that are happening and you don't know if something is actually a problem or not so yeah. that's why you need a realtor that's why yeah. you need kate and i <laughs> uh, and i guess the final one there and the recommended uh, subjects there would be insurance yeah um so kind of going back to shadow documents there's usually the easiest thing to do is there's like an insurance certificate yeah and that's where we're talking about water deductibles it basically just gives uh, it can look, can look a little confusing but it shows like deductibles and percentages of of what to expect with the um, particular strata yeah um, so basically we just get you in contact with the insurance broker whoever you're talking with um, and they usually can let you know pretty quickly um, yeah. that yep that's gonna be okay or you know they can tell you some red flags or you know if you can't even get insurance right, right. So. well I had a client in downtown it's it's interesting because uh, he was looking at a few buildings there and you know it's funny we looked looked at this building mm -hmm. and it was pretty good on the yeah. inside outside it was like an eight-year-old building yeah. everything seemed to be fine and, uh, you know, the price is really good, too, which is another red flag. If it t something's too good to be true, it's probably not uh, yeah. true, right? So it's uh, uh, when we actually got received the documents and I read through the insurance uh, paperwork, I saw that the water deductible was super high, yeah. right? So it's it's harder to get insured that way. Mm -hmm. uh, and what happened was uh, there was one tenant that broke his sprinkler twice in yeah. like in a period of three months so the entire building gets affected right because the insurance is called yeah. and you know if that happens again because the insurance deductible is so high you might have to pay out of your own pocket so it's a pretty yeah. important uh, subject to have as well and again too like a real quick background like uh, insurance intertwines with your mortgage right because again like it all comes down with a, a lender like they're looking at an asset why would they give you money do they think they're going to lose money right. on your asset so why would they give you the mortgage so exactly. again shout out chris uh broker who we had in our show um, he, one thing we like about him is he'll typically call, there's like three insurance or mortgage insurers, yeah. um, in BC, I believe. And he can call all of them and say, Hey, are there any red flags about this building? And sometimes I can let us know way before we, you know, spend too much time on something that, yep. Unfortunately, yeah. this building's flagged. Yeah. Um, so moving on here, mm -hmm. do you want to talk about the big bad boy? 
yeah the, uh, the CPS. cps contract of purchase and sale that's yes. probably i think you know what buyers are gonna see mm-hmm. uh right away right yeah. like that's when we're writing an offer there mm-hmm. uh you know it's a really big contract i think it's yep. like six pages or seven pages yeah and uh, so there's a lot a lot of things to unpack mm-hmm. but i think there's a few main topics right like a few main things that you need to to be aware of course uh you know there um, on that contract basically what you need to know is that you know there's a uh, all the subjects are there all the terms of the contract are there as well um and then you know you have um just uh, the deposit right so how much money you want to put of course the purchase price mm-hmm. right um something else as well maybe you you, you want to cover about is uh, just uh, the deposit like when is it due right i think a lot of people don't know that yeah so i mean for a deposit again basically that's uh i think we spoke about before but it's essentially you're putting money down in good faith to show that you're going right. to complete on a deal as a quick little background and again this is why it's important to explain contracts beforehand say you have an accepted offer at the client it goes firm at the very least if you do not complete on that deal so let's say you and i have a firm deal yeah. two months down the line i say sorry daniel i can't do it at the very least you are getting my deposit right so say you put down fifty thousand dollars as your deposit and again that's not your down payment it's part of your down payment yeah. but you're put you're, you're putting money down to show good faith like if you want to you could have a one dollar you could uh, deposit no one's again, gonna yeah, accept no, it but no one's gonna <laughs> take it seriously um, but again, at the very least, that deposit will be gone. Yeah. And typically, it's due by way of bank draft within twenty or within twenty four hours upon removal of all subject clauses. Right. So usually about like five days after you have yeah. an accepted offer, usually. Yeah. And again, so that's why it's, it's so important. We always ask people initially, say, you know, hey, I have a hundred thousand dollars to put down. Okay, is that accessible? Yeah. Um, is that in crypto? Is that in stocks? Is that something that's going to be a pain in the ass to yeah. you know get out? Um, because again, you know, for people that went subject free, you would need that bank uh, uh, deposit, bank, yeah. the bank draft within 24 hours upon that right. firm accepted offer. Yeah, and I think that's good that everyone knows that now because we have quite a few clients that, you know, we get to write in the offer and they're like, oh, I have my money stuck in an investment, right? Yeah, or it's I'm not overseas. Have, <laughs> right, or it's overseas yeah. or something like that, right? So it's important that at least now you know whenever you're going to write an offer with us mm-hmm. in the future hopefully yeah, exactly. <laughs> now you know that you need uh, to have that kind of deposit money kind of ready to go yeah accessible uh, accessible right exactly yeah. um and then i think uh something else that's interesting in the contract of course like we said it's seven pages long we can literally spend a whole day talking about yeah. it uh, but just uh, something else that it's important for us to talk about is the included items mm-hmm. in a contract, right? So a lot of people don't know this, but, you know, sometimes I, I know that there's something called fixtures and... Uh, Chattels. Yeah. Chattels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, we actually learned that in our course that um, if you don't put like uh, a fridge, whatever, there might be a chance that they might take that. I know yeah. that it's like... Who does who takes fridges yeah, who and would move and take the stove right but yeah. so yeah we, we actually pay attention to all like the fixtures mm-hmm. and everything that you want to include uh yep. that's already in the home right yeah. sometimes it's even uh, like electric fireplaces something that's yep. like T- the, tv or wall mounts tv right. wall mounts is really is a big one yeah uh yeah i mean appliances absolutely curtain rods you know yeah uh, all blinds like some people have custom you know ten thousand dollar blinds that come down like they may want to take that right, right. so Again, we just, it's all to do with, you know, 
you can never assume and it's better just right. once it's on a binding contract and written down there's no uh, misunderstandings it's there because yeah. as we learned in our course uh you know we saw some pretty crazy court cases yeah. of people that things weren't properly labeled right um and you know people got screwed with it right and again too it's it's not like you have to say like uh <laughs> You know, this part of the floor is mine, that baseboard. Like, there are, you know, some things that are assumed. And, again, we could have a further conversation and kind of go over that. Yeah. Um, but there has been some wild cases of people um, thinking that something is theirs or not realizing that they, if they want to take it with them, they have to properly uh, label that in a contract. Right. And I, I think there there has been a few cases where, uh, you know, especially first-time home buyers go into a home and they assume that everything's that's yeah. there except like f a few furniture. Yeah, uh, it's gonna be included, but no, it's mm -hmm. we actually put it in the contract. So if you find anything, if you go on a showing with Kate and I, and you find something that you really wanted to keep, yeah, uh, we can probably try to put that in a contract. Yeah, and that uh, sometimes they cross it out, but you know it's it's good to have it, it in the exactly. contract, right? Even closet, uh, bi like building, like mason or not mason work. What am I saying? Uh, Custom work, work, yeah, yeah. Like mill work and stuff that people have like you know these crazy walk-in closets. Yeah, um, I had a case where my client actually didn't want it, so there's a, oh, a really? section for excluded yeah. items as well so you basically say yeah you're taking that with you buddy you're not leaving that here yeah. um but yeah again something like that it's, it's a very small portion of the contract but it's very important and we, yeah. we we go over that together for sure could be worth thousands of dollars yeah potentially exactly. <laughs> and a court case and a court case yeah. and a lot of headaches yeah. <laughs> cool uh i think something else to talk about is the completion dates and mm -hmm. possession dates mm -hmm. right so uh whenever you're purchasing a home uh you know it's um just like you're renting i would assume right uh, but basically you have a completion date and that mm -hmm. date pretty much is when you're going to sign uh, all the paperwork and transfer the title right that's when yeah. title is going to be transferred like so ownership and money exactly so yeah. that's when you're going to transfer the title and all that and then you have a possession date yeah right which is when you're actually going to receive the keys and move in yeah. and an adjustment date right which is usually the same as, as possession date but yeah, uh, yeah so th those those three dates there are very important because if you're renting or you know if you um, have a specific day that you want to move in yeah. you have to let us know and there's a few exceptions yeah and, and again with uh, the completion possession it's typically not the same day yeah uh, there's typically a day between that and it for possession it is a firm date like again this is a very rare case but we don't give the keys until the actual possession right. date because there's liability issues 100%. Uh, insurance issues like if you went in there say the day before um, and you damage something or, yeah. you know, there's there's some just cases you want to avoid, right? So exactly. whenever, it's usually like possession at 12 p.m., possession yeah. at noon. Um, then after that, it's yours. <laughs> right. And, uh, it, you know, it's it's important as well. We have uh, some uh, some extra clauses in the contract. They're not yeah. subject clauses, right? Yeah. So they're not conditions to the contract, but they're kind of terms of the contract, yeah, give right? Yeah, give a quick back what you said before with subjects like versus clauses. Yeah, so you know, subjects pretty much is a condition, right? Yeah. Uh, so basically, if you don't remove those conditions of the contract, the deal is not firm. Yeah. But if you remove those subjects, there's still gonna be terms of the contract, mm -hmm. right? That have to be uh, obliged. So, mm -hmm. for example, one that you talked about, you just said there the earlier possession, right? Uh, something that we see as well is, for example, tenant, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a term in the contract that we put there, and uh, Kate is a special uh, specialized in this because uh. he worked with a few uh, properties that were tenanted before. And uh, yeah, there's a few issues, right? Yeah, okay, everyone, quick quick uh, breakdown story time. Basically, I uh, helped my clients get into a big detached house in Coquitlam, big, beautiful home. There was tenants upstairs and there were yeah. tenants downstairs. So the whole house was full of tenants. 
uh, when we bought the property, my clients, obviously their expectation was to go in there. They want to do some renos. So they needed vacant possession. The tenants were both month to month. I'm not going to get into the rights that the tenants may have had, <laughs> right. but basically um, what happens is uh, say you're a tenant, somebody buys your place. If you're month to month, you could be like in our contract, we had a, a term that's going to be vacant possession and they right. signed off. So that's a legal binding contract. So they went to the tenants, they gave them the minimum 60 days and they said, Hey, for you guys, you know, you're out. They already had the heads up. Everything is fine. Um, the people downstairs left right away. The people upstairs, um, I want to say we were within a month of possession. They right. said, Nope, we're not leaving. Yeah. And so for us, the, uh, the tenant or sorry, the listing agent, she was great. Um, but definitely I think she tried to bully us a little bit where yeah. she was just like, Hey, will you guys just take the tenants? And we saw that there's damage. We saw that the tenant were de was definitely a red flag. Um, we obviously said, no, we said, this is a part of the contract. You know, they kept humming and hawing. Um, and I, we basically had a, you can either have the, a, a real estate lawyer or a notary. We had a notary at the time that just helps with like completion and signing the documents. And I let her know, I said, Hey, just a heads up. We've switched over to a real estate lawyer. Um, if your tenants are not out, um, you know, we're going to be taking legal action. Cause again, they signed off on a legal document right. that it's going to be vacant possession. Exactly. And, uh, that's, it's their responsibility to get them out. Right. And the next day she told me that the tenants are out. Yeah. So, so I, th I think, yeah, I think the moral of the story is, you know, having these terms in the contract. Mm -hmm. And that's why we say it's such an important, uh, thing that you work with a real estate agent that puts those terms and actually cares yeah. about each specific situation, mm -hmm. right? Like for example, in this case, we literally had a, a term in a contract that said that the seller had to give legal notice to the yeah. tenant, right? So it was the seller's responsibility to yeah, get them out. It's not we our could problem at all. Exactly, yeah. right? So yeah, we, yeah, exactly. You could easily sue them. Like they're not like once you have a legal term of the contract, they need to oblige by it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And if they don't, you know, you can't cancel the contract. But you can absolutely take legal action. Right. And again, that's something everyone wants to avoid. Right. And I think, uh, you know, some other quick terms here that we put in a contract usually is that, you know, the property has to be left clean. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so we go into a lot of properties that are tenanted or mm -hmm. uh, even owner occupied, too. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people leave stuff behind. So we want to have that uh, there to make sure, you know, sometimes if they don't do that, maybe, you know, we can we can kind of press them a little bit and be yep. like, hey, like this is in the contract. Mm -hmm. You got to oblige by it. And uh, something else, too, is that the, all the appliances are in proper working conditions. Yeah. Because a lot of the times people go see a place, right? And we also have that in the contract, the date that you view the property. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the property has to be left uh, in very similar conditions to that date. Yes. Right? So let's say the the, uh, the appliances break from that time until completion. We have that in the contract. It has to be in proper working conditions. Yeah. So a lot of the times the seller might have to pay to, to have appliances fixed if they broke. Yeah. yeah. Again, yeah. It's assumed that it's going to be in the same condition. So if we go there and we see that there's, you know, holes, holes punched in the wall and further things, uh, yeah. we, we can go back to that contract. Right. Exactly. Yeah. One time, you know, just a quick story, I guess uh, we're pretty much done here with the, the, the overall theme of the contract. Of course, again, it could be a lot more detailed, but we don't want to bore you too much. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think a quick story here. We actually had an offer that we received for one of our listings and it was literally a contract that was like, this is a subject free offer. There's mm -hmm. no terms, no subjects, nothing. And I think, you know, something important to say, especially for first time home buyers is you don't want to be in a situation where your agent does that oh because gosh. it exposes you to so much liability. You could get into a lot of headaches because of that. Yeah. And again, we're not anti other agents, but if you have an agent that's <laughs> like, that's for, not, not like really pushing you for a subject free offer and they're not at least explaining anything, right. Because again, I had another conversation with someone and they told me that it was happening with them. That is a huge red flag. Right. There are there's a lot of liability as we've just discussed. 
Um, again, going back to what I said earlier, this contract, once you have a firm signed contract with someone, if you back out at the very least, you lost your deposit and usually they'll take you to court. Right. So especially that we've seen the shifting markets, say, you know, you bought the house, uh, let's say back in April, you bought it for 1.5 million and then you were going to complete on the deal. You couldn't. So you, you know, the, the, you lost your deposit but when they went to resell because the market changed, they could only get 1.3 million they can sue you for that $200,000 difference. Right. So again, like you, there's a lot of liability, but what we're trying to just say here, we're not trying to scare people. We're just trying <laughs> to say there's a lot of liability, but there's also a lot of disclosure that we try and go over beforehand. Right. You know, it's an exciting thing. It shouldn't be a scary thing. It's an exciting thing. And there's a lot to know, but there's also a lot of protection that we can have in a contract for you. Yeah. Um, and again, too, talking of subject removals, we can have as many subjects as we want. And if, right. you know, something doesn't work for you, all we do is we don't remove subjects and it's a done deal. Right. So, yeah, well, I think that was a, a good episode. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I think we covered quite a few um, important parts of the contract yep. and, uh, you know, some of the main overarching uh, themes of the contracts that yep. involve uh, are involved in a real estate transaction. Um, do you have anything else to say or should well, we close I it? I mean, with the theme of Christmas, I guess a question I have for you <laughs> is what is it? What is going to be your news, New Year's resolution? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, 2023, you know, we, we did a, an episode there on uh, what we think is going to happen in the future, some of yeah. the market updates. I think it's going to be a good year. Uh, yeah. I'm excited to get some people into their homes. Mm -hmm. Of course, uh, first time home buyers, that's, you know, people our age. I'm super excited. I have some friends that are hoping to get in next year. Mm -hmm. So I think my New Year's resolution is, yeah, to help uh, some of my friends, my buddies, and uh, maybe some relatable real estate podcast listeners. Yeah. Uh, to get into their homes. I think that's my resolution. Sweet. Yeah. What about you? <laughs> Mine is to talk less with my hands. Fair enough. As a real estate talk with my hands so much. No, I'm just kidding. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's going to sound lame, but I, I think for me, it's uh, I usually don't really believe in a lot of New Year's resolutions because yeah. it's like, you know, even you go to the gym for like for the first two weeks yeah. of January, it's just a joke. And then three weeks later, it's empty. Yeah. Um, but honestly, I think just, you know, try and get a little more in routine. Yeah. Don't stay up so late, you know, doing dumb stuff, scrolling on your phone and uh, just trying to. I, I find when I consistently wake up early, I'm the most efficient. We can right. get stuff done for work. Yeah. Um, and I guess just really keep going with the podcast. I'll yeah. be honest, man. It's uh, I know we started like halfway down the year, but it's been an absolute blast. Yeah, it has. Um, it's been an absolute honor doing this with you, and I'm excited for our journey in the future. Well, cheers. Cheers to that. And uh, yeah, 100%, man. I think podcasts, we're, every every episode gets a little bit longer because we get more comfortable talking. Exactly. To and be honest, we, yeah, a little disclosure, we have usually a pretty big script of uh, subtopics. Yeah, we it's have getting like, smaller. Yeah, we have like six sentences. We kind of look down every once in a while. <laughs> pretty much every single thing is this. Comes just from, yeah. comes from the dome. Just a relatable conversation. Exactly. It's a relatable podcast. Awesome. <laughs> okay, guys. Well, thank you so much for watching. And uh, if you liked the episode, uh, make sure to follow us on Spotify. Uh, it's Relatable Real Estate Podcast there. And on Instagram, that's very important because uh, we post all the clips there. So if, you, you know, if you're tired of listening to us for like an hour, you can l listen to the clips and make sure you comment on those clips, any questions that you might have or even give us a call text instagram dm anywhere really it's relatable re podcast there and uh we'll hope to see you soon merry christmas everyone merry christmas see you later